Well, hello and welcome to 15-Minute Theology, a podcast covering the central truths of the Christian faith in just about 15 minutes. My name is Tyler Burton, and on today's episode, we're talking about God's wisdom. Uh, Throughout these uh, two seasons of 15-Minute Theology, we've covered a lot of different attributes of God. Who is he in and of himself? Who is he to us? And in these doctrines of who God is to us, his communicable attributes, we've seen things like love, sovereignty, goodness, but when we see God do the things that he does, how can we know that those are the right things? Well, the way that we know that is we know that God is entirely wise. He is all the right things and does and says all of them because he is the wise one. And the one to help us talk about that today is Dr. Ian Clary. Uh, Dr. Ian Clary is the assistant, not associate, I'm sorry, associate professor of Historical Theology at Colorado Christian University. He's also the host of the TGC Canada podcast, Into Theology. Go give their listen a listen to their episode with Gavin Ortland. Uh, very well done. Great episode. Gavin Ortland's just a great guest anyway, and awesome. you guys do a great job. He's the man. So, uh, Ian, welcome to 50-Minute Theology. What's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to have you, man. I'm glad to have I, you. I, All I right. mentioned Gavin's name. I'm kind of thinking maybe he should be the guy on this episode. <laughs> He's no. so much wiser than me, so. <laughs> I mean, he's wiser than all of us, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm excited for you to be on this. This is going to be great. Because um, I'm so, a wise guy. You know, hey, we all are. We all are a little bit. We're all a little bit of an Eddie Haskell every now and then, right? Um, so for anyone who gets that reference, it's a very old reference. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's just hop into it. Wisdom. An idea gets thrown around, might need a little bit of defining. Uh, could you just define wisdom for us? Man, um, when it comes to thinking about wisdom, it's like anything that you would want to define becomes very difficult the second you attempt to do it, right? And I, and in right. a sense, I feel like wisdom is probably the hardest because you actually kind of have to be wise in order to define it properly. And and one of the things that you learn about when you actually start digging into wisdom is that wisdom does not come immediately. It's something mm. that actually takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of like attempts at like trying to live well in order to become wise. And so attaining to a a proper definition of it then becomes remarkably difficult because so much of it isn't just about head knowledge, but it's actually about your experiential knowledge. Hmm. And so I don't feel, and it's like joking about uh, Gavin there, um, I don't feel adequate to the task because I just don't feel wise. And then the reply could be, well, the wise always say that they aren't wise. And that's a part of wisdom. And then you're like, shoot, I've been stuck in this like spiral here. (laughs) What do you do? Um, And so... But it is. It's a remarkably important um, topic to consider, um, not really just for the Christian life, although it is for the Christian life, but it's actually just for humanity in general. Like humans are made in God's image. And part of being in the image of God is the capacity to actually be able to receive knowledge of him. And that knowledge that we receive as image bearers should actually, it's intended to translate into wisdom. And because of the fall, that just doesn't happen well. And so... um, so then it becomes just like even harder, right? So what, like it's so important, but then it becomes harder to actually figure out what it means to be wise. Weirdly enough, I was just talking about this with my students earlier today. We were talking- Great time. So it, yeah, the time is actually really cool. Um, so in in this uh, this semester, I'm teaching uh, philo- intro philosophy courses and I'm teaching intro theology courses. And it's really interesting when you actually compare like what is the, what is like, what is philosophy trying to do and what is theology trying to do? They're both trying to do the same thing. They're both trying to get at being wise and philosophy really can help with that, right? 
what is what is philosophy by definition? It's the love of wisdom, right? Phileo, Sophia, put those two words together and you're a lover of wisdom. And so the whole idea of philosophy is that it's supposed to give you kind of like natural means using your reason uh, to be able to attain to this kind of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But because of the fall, this is just very hard to do. So like even the most wise of the pagan philosophers really kind of fall short of a higher kind of wisdom. That's where theology steps in because theology will take from philosophy and move you to that highest wisdom, which basically is God himself, right? Um, I'm rambling here. So like, I don't know, cut me off at some point. Cause I could just, I'll, I could go for an no. hour, 15 minutes. Um, well, no, you're good. So on, on what you just said about how now as the theology is the way to actually get to true wisdom, right? This is the entire book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's oh, the end of Ecclesiastes. Be. Yeah. In Ecclesiastes, the end of all things is a hand. What do we do? Fear the Lord, right? Fear God and keep his commandments. Right. Yep. So there is a, a sense where knowledge of God leads to wisdom. Um, I, I've heard before that a good definition of wisdom is knowing what is right and actually doing it. Yes. Um, because it's entirely possible to know what is right and not do it or to be doing the right thing and not know you're doing it. Absolutely. Um, so where do you think that definition of wisdom fits in with how knowledge of God leads to wisdom? Yeah. So wisdom is more, even as you're, as you're kind of saying there, my definition is more than just intellectual knowledge, right? So, um, Psalm 14, uh, one through four, the fool says in his heart, there's no God. The fool is not a stupid person necessarily, right? The fool is in contrast yeah. to the wise person. So I'll say to my students, like you can have a highly intelligent person with all kinds of PhDs who's not a believer and is fundamentally unwise. They're foolish. Mm-hmm. You can stand that person up alongside like your grandmother, who's been a faithful Christian her whole life, who loves the Lord, prays every day, reads her Bible, doesn't even have a high school education. And she could be like, infinitely wiser than the guy with the PhD. It's not merely about head knowledge, but it's about how that head knowledge of God actually translates itself into your life so that you actually live well. It's like weird because like when you read philosophical definitions of wisdom, it's usually this idea of like understanding what the cause of the universe is, what the purpose of the, why the universe is caused the way it is, how it's getting to Mm. an end point, and then kind of getting yourself in line with that, right? So that you're living according to like the purposes of why the universe is made. So it's like Aristotle's notion of like a human flourishing or eudaimonia. Right. You don't want to cut against the grain of reality. You want to kind of get in line with it. That That's philosophically what wisdom is all about. And then when you kind of like take a biblical definition, like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, you're looking, you're taking like, okay, what's the cause of the universe? God is. Um, how has God go. ordered the universe? He's ordered it towards particular ends. What am I called to do? I'm called to get in line with what God wants for the way the universe and my my place within it, getting to that final end point, which is actually back to knowing God and mm. with him, right? So, yeah. so you can see how like this weird technical definition of philosophy about knowing causes, or sorry, wisdom from philosophy is to know causes towards work, work as, as, the, as the universe is ordered towards this end and getting in line with it fits perfectly the way the Bible describes it. But yeah, it's like, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. But because of our sinfulness, like we don't do it. We always yeah. want to be cutting against the grain of God's reality. And so yeah. fundamental to being wise then in the truest, ultimate, highest sense of wisdom is to actually just be a Christian and to know the Lord and just try to live faithfully. Yeah. So it's so much more freeing, right? So then yeah. if we're, if we're taking that as the truest and highest wisdom, what do we then mean when we say that God is wise? Yeah. 
So God himself, right, is that the highest source of, of wisdom that we're attempting to attain to. And so, as I'm sure you've probably talked about in, in, in other episodes, and maybe you haven't, so correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll find out. Yeah. Right. God is a simple being, right? So he doesn't have any kind of like composition or parts or anything. God is his own existence. Um, you know, the attributes in God are different parts of him. They're just who he is. And so you could kind of almost sum that up in a sense as him just being wise. Um, so mm. he, knows, he knows himself exhaustively. He's a perfect being. There's nothing that he, that is desirable for him to improve in. There's nothing that could take away from who he is. And so, and, and, and then he is the source of like all of our desires. So everything that we orient, if we're, if, our, yeah. if we're truly upright morally, um, then our desires are, are the faculties within our souls will rightly be oriented towards him as our highest good. And mm -hmm. so that's why he is most wise. Um, he, he's, he is that first cause created everything, sets it on its course and understands and knows his creation perfectly because he knows himself perfectly as creator. And so what we're doing then when we're called to be wise is we're to try to like conform our thoughts to the way he thinks about, wow. right? So, so we're like, we're, we're like in trying to interpret his interpretation of reality and then live accordingly. Hmm. So good. Uh, yeah. it's, it's thinking our, thinking God's thoughts after him is, is wisdom then, right? It's yeah. yeah and it's that's sense, really good. It kind of fits in with like a whole notion of like common sense, you know? Um, hmm. so like the, when I'm, if I'm reading somebody, you know, cause we'll be in, in Wyatt Graham or on a podcasting, you know, into theology, as you noted, uh, with TGC Canada. And we're working our way through uh, Thomas Aquinas is like um, the the abbreviated version of the Summa that Peter Kreef yeah. did. And, yeah, and one of the I things love Peter Kreef, by the way. Oh, I love so Peter Kreef. He's so fantastic. Good. Yeah, he's so good at like taking really deep thoughts and then making them accessible. Yes, that's he's amazing. amazing. Sorry, that's what Thomas does, right? Like Thomas is yeah. just like a philosopher of common sense. And common sense, like truest, when you truly have real common sense, you're wise. Um, I, you know, I tell students, I'm That's like, you, great point. you look at the world as it is today, you get all these people, you know, they're super smart, these thought leaders, cultural leaders, politicians, and they're leading the world on a course that's just going to hurl us off of a cliff. And it's like, they're not the people you want to turn to for wisdom. You just want to turn to a guy, maybe some, you know, farmer in your church who just understands the way the world works because he's farmed his whole life. Huh. He's going to have a higher degree of wisdom. That's just a kind of common sense that he attains through living and working out yeah life, you know well that that's a very i don't think i've thought of common sense as a way as a kind of wisdom but that makes yeah. perfect sense because if god is the source of wisdom if and then as the source is the fountain of wisdom yeah he's created everything created everything according to an order and that order can be seen right that's that's the idea of natural theology is that we can actually experience one of his books of revelation which is his is nature Yep. It can be picked up, right? Wisdom can be picked up by seeing the common sense things. Yeah. Um, that's very helpful. That's really helpful. So then I, I here's like, a, let me, let me just insert, insert this to you. Please go, go on. So I think there's like kinds of wisdoms. There's like the ultimate wisdom, which is like to know God and to live in light of him. You see like how, like in smaller senses, like people can have a kind of wisdom. Like if you, if you meet a mechanic, this dude's been, been a mechanic and worked on cars. Yeah for like 30 years of his life, he's just really good at it. It's just, it's like an intuitive knowledge that he has. You could say it's kind of like a wisdom for mechanics, right? He's just the guy that you go huh. to understand how, how cars work and he's got a kind of wisdom. 
And so then you kind of extrapolate that to like, just the person who lives well in reality is a wise person, you know? Um, but I feel like so there's, a, there's a kind of almost like a higher wisdom that James tells us we actually need to ask God for, you know, mm. um, that takes us beyond just the kind of living well here, which people, believer and unbeliever can do to like the higher wisdom, which is like, this is reality. And, and that's something, what is it? It's like in James, uh, I have it up here somewhere. Uh, James one, four through six, right. Um, is this whole idea. If any of you lacks wisdom, just ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it'll be given because mm-hmm. he's the source of wisdom. This, this is what tipped my, your, your comment, tipped my thought off because he's the source of wisdom. we got to go to him to ask for it and he wants to give it to you. And so just, yeah. ask. Man, how, how we were just talking about how good of a father God is before he hopped on. What a good father to know he is the source of wisdom and then to say, just ask me. Yeah. Just ask me. If you okay. just ask me, you're going to get it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's beautiful. Um, but it's like, we, it's hard, right? Like, I, I can read something and, and it's easy to, you know, understand something in a book. Wisdom's hard. It's like, it's, it's about life. It is trial and error. It's like, wisdom often comes through suffering. And yeah. so it's like, you know, we were just talking about like our, both our dads passed away mm-hmm. and like when with the fallout of that, it's like that kind of suffering, I would hope would actually produce a kind of perseverance, which would then make me wiser as I've like learned from that. Right. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's like you ask God, but you guys, it's like when you ask God, like, Lord, please make me humble. He's like, sure. <laughs> and then he gives you all these reasons. And then you get wow. humbled. Yeah. And then he yeah. humbles you. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, That's it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, man. Yeah. That, and yeah, that's just really helpful. The idea that because we're in a fallen world, we can't attain this on our own. Therefore, God just really mercifully, and this kind of goes to the sovereignty piece I was going to kick in, yeah. um, allows, permits, causes sufferings, and that in them we can learn wisdom. Um, briefly, and I know briefly and sovereignty don't normally go together, but <laughs> briefly. That's a, How that's do you a think totally that- podcast episode come on man oh i know i know it's it's actually the longest one we've ever recorded was the sovereignty one it was 29 minutes it was crazy and it's oh 29 29 it was crazy we split it into two episodes it was crazy um so how does god's wisdom help us understand the crazy things that happen in our life under his sovereignty yeah, that is a huge topic. I mean, because you want to be thinking through matters of creation and providence, right? So God creates everything, sustains right. its being, uh, continues with it to bring it towards its ends. And so that's why we would think of God as being sovereign. Um, he has he has ownership over what he created as as it's is the king, really, as the sovereign ruler. And so, and then also God's ways are inscrutable, like he's fundamentally incomprehensible. So he does things that we don't often don't understand. But because he is all wise, he is all good, then we can actually trust him even when things are difficult because we know right. that a wise God is behind these things and he's going to bring about these good purposes, which will actually make me wise too, which makes me conform into his image. Yeah. And that's just, that's the end of Romans 8, right? Like it's all things do end up working together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Right. Be- because we are safe and secure in this entirely wise God who is entirely sovereign over all things. Yeah. Anything that comes my way. Like that's that purpose language, right? According to his purposes. um, There it is. Indicates that kind of sovereignty as he's in control of all things, doing things for these particular ends that he knows are, they are absolutely good ends. 
Yes. And so then I can do what Athanasius encourages when I am confused and I don't know what's going on is I can sit and be quiet and trust. And yeah. I can do that in this is the pain, knowing that my sovereign God is the wise one over all. So yeah, yeah it's like, man, still and know that I am God. Right? Like, right? No, know that I am God. That what yeah. kind of knowledge is that? It's not just a head knowledge. It's that full person, whole soul self that knows God. And so that's a wisdom. It is. It is. Man. Well, I feel like you and I could keep talking for a while, Ian. Uh, so, <laughs> it, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we can just trade off on, on one another show. We'll just have fun. That's it. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, well, man, thank you for your time. I know you've got a lot going on, so I appreciate you taking a minute just to hang out and talk. Uh, great conversation. Super thankful for you. Thank you for joining us as well on 15 Minute Theology, and we will see you next time.